Hello and welcome to my new podcast. The reason I started this project is because I want to be of more service to my audience directly. What that means is that each episode, I want a member of my audience, you, to be a guest on my podcast and we can talk about anything you want that you believe I can help you with. These are basically free coaching calls. We can talk about anything the guest wants as long as he believes that I'm competent in that field. And of course, the reason the coaching calls are recorded is so you can listen to them and benefit from the same information. Now, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can. Follow me on Instagram and look for the post where I announced that I'm looking for a new guest. If you fit the podcast requirements, linked in my Instagram bio, you have to read the podcast requirements and you are available at the time I'll be recording the podcast, comment on the picture saying you want to be a guest. After 24 hours, I randomly choose someone from the comments to be the next guest. If that happens to be you, you get to be on this podcast. My guest for this episode is Kabir. When he was 19, he was diagnosed with cancer. He's completely fine now, he responded very well to treatment, but that experience made him realize life is precious. During treatment, he made the decision to start developing himself as a person, get in better shape and start his own business. Now, at 21 years old, he's an aspiring game developer. Kabir wanted to talk to me about habit change, how to beat procrastination and how to know if we should change our profession and move on to doing something else. I thought this was the most insightful episode so far, but for some reason the audio did not record right and it was filled with interruptions. I did my best to cut those bits out to make it more comprehensible, but if you still find it unbearable, you can just skip this episode. From now on, I will stop using Google Hangouts and move on to a different software to hopefully improve the sound quality and prevent this issue from happening again in the future. Thank you for understanding and I hope you'll enjoy this episode regardless. Okay, so uh, Kabir, what can I help you with? What uh, do you want to talk about in this episode? I prepared like two or three topics I wanted to talk about and basically the main uh, thing I want to ask is about cognitive dissonance. Like I saw your the series you did on self-improvement and discipline and this really stuck with me how we have a certain idea of something in our head and we are stuck to it even though we know something's better. So I just wanted to basically uh, know how one could get over that and prevent it from happening. Okay. I think in, in my experience and f- from what I've read, the best way to, to prevent yourself from doing what you know is bad is to constantly repeat to yourself what you should be doing. This is why I promote the idea of having a goal card so much. Because one thing that we cannot do is choose what thoughts we wish uh, to have in the future. For example, it would be great to, to, to be able to decide tomorrow I only want to have productive thoughts. Unfortunately, we can't, we can't choose what we are going to think in the future. But what we, what we can choose is the information that we, we, we expose ourselves to or the ideas that we expose ourselves to. Uh, I think we should surround ourselves with suggestions that uh, we want to make to ourselves, auto-suggestion, but mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with, with people that um, you admire is also very helpful. And uh, mm-hmm. we can do that in real life, but we can also do that through books, videos, and audio. 
for example, if you if you listen to the ideas of a person uh, through a podcast or through an audiobook uh, three hours a day, that's like spending three hours a day with that person in a, in a coffee shop, almost. Yeah. Of course, you cannot mm-hmm. interact with them. And I think we should surround ourselves with the ideas that uh, we would like to have in our lives as much as we can through messages, through recordings, through books, through images, through quotes, through any right. that we have available. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And uh, do you have another example of how uh, this uh, cognitive dissonance is um, maybe preventing you from doing something that you want? Um, so since I'm developing games, I haven't released any yet, but I have to work on a big project. Uh, so I have this thing in my head where I I know I can be motivated. Well, I don't like using that word. I know I can be disciplined and get and do that project. But sometimes I get distracted and then that comes back to me and I think, oh, maybe I'm not uh, disciplined enough to get through this. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle that starts. But at some point, I stop, I regain control. But then at some point, it comes back again. So that is some sort of cognitive dissonance, I I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the terms I use for cognitive dissonance is is a bit different. I I, I call it paradigms. Basically, you have a, a paradigm is a collection of habits and beliefs and i think the only way that we can stop ourselves from falling into our usual habitual pattern is by developing awareness i define awareness as the state when you are able to look at your thoughts to detect them unfortunately awareness is the rarest and probably the most valuable mental state we can have and i think the way to increase the number of moments of awareness you have in a day is uh, through through meditation or what some people call, call mindfulness, where you just right. observe yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it helps a lot if you can identify the the habits or tendencies that you want to to change. For example, if you want to procrastinate less on social on social media, realize that. I have a paradigm that uh, says when I've been working for an hour, I usually have the tendency to go on social media just to uh, check if there are some notifications or whatever. Well, in that case, I would say what we need to become aware aware of is after I do about one hour of deep work, I get the tendency to go on social media. And right. yeah, if, yeah. If if we become aware of that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, after after about one hour, we 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 think, oh okay, uh, it's it's that moment where I'm I'm about to 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 have the tendency to to go on social media. I, I will mm-hmm. give you a very good example. In my case, uh, I've I've made the decision to to stop watching porn a few a few months ago, and uh, I noticed the I, I finally noticed after months what was the pattern that was preventing me from from uh, being able to do that in the past it was this uh you know you're working you're a guy you probably know this you're, you're working you just you know do your thing and uh, you get the thought of uh, of porn you maybe get an image of porn or, or whatever in your mind right. and uh, if you concentrate on that thought then that thought only grows 
one one thought leads to another mm. and another and your mind gets saturated with those images and then you just your behavior tends to follow the images in your mind so you get the tendency to to go on on a porn site and uh, i i i figured this out a very long time ago i knew that oh okay i'm starting to you know get get thoughts about porn in my mind and uh, that that's probably going to take me to a, to a porn site right. but uh, when i started to when i made the, the decision to stop watching i noticed something changed i uh, after i i got one of those those thoughts i, I would say to myself oh you know what i'm just going to i'm just going to watch a little like 2 minutes and then i'm i'm just going to go back to work just to to uh, you know uh, it's like get get a taste but then oh god no that's it go back to work and that never worked because <laughs> If I if I stepped over the line and just even watched some pictures or you know just opened a porn site and didn't even click on a video, I I uh, I lost already because then uh, the the pattern was oh you know if I watched a bit a, a bit now I can just keep watching, and uh, it took me a very long time to 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 finally become aware enough to identify that voice that says. Oh come on, just a little bit. And that is the, the only moment where I, where I need to have willpower. I say, okay, no, 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 it's not just a little bit. I I I, I know myself. I'm, <laughs> this happens for, for so many times that yeah. I know the behavior pattern already. So what I do in that moment, I I I just I just don't don't watch. I distract myself with with with, uh, with something else. Mm -hmm. And that is what I I would call awareness being aware of your tendencies and being able to identify the thoughts that you want to avoid when they come in your mind. I appreciate the thought though. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my third question was about um, being sure that what I'm working on is what I would like to be working on in the future and whether a change of heart could occur in my field and maybe basically the fear that maybe one day I do not want to do what I'm doing right now and I have specialized so much that it's too late to get out of that specialization and do something else at the time uh, while keeping it while still making money from the same uh, field mm. actually this, uh, this this question fits me perfectly at this moment because I will tell you the I'll tell you my story and hopefully you will uh, get some insights from that and maybe an answer to your, to your question mm -hmm. um, when I started my my fitness uh, website and fitness YouTube channel in uh, at, the, at the end of at the beginning of 2014 I think it was I knew this was not going to be what I will do for the rest of my life or not even my main field of expertise for the rest of my life. I knew that right, right from the start, but it was the only way I saw at that time to provide value to people because I remember that, well, my goal was to, to earn profits because that was the way I wanted to measure my progress, personal development and mm -hmm. You know, progress in life, whatever. I, I chose money because it's easy, it's easy to count. So I made a list of 
what services and what value I can provide to other people in order for them to give money to me in exchange. And I realized I had nothing. I had almost nothing at that time. Mm-hmm. No skills, no knowledge, no, no ability to do any job, basically. And uh, the only thing where I, where I saw some opportunity was fitness. So then I said, okay, uh, maybe I could help people lose weight and get, get lean because that's what I did for, for myself and some, some, uh, for some friends. And I realized that was the, the main thing I could, uh, the main way I could provide value to, to other people. So that's what I did. And I, I, I made a decision that I was going to focus on, on fitness for at least a few years because it mm. was the only thing I saw at that time. So that's what I did. I, I developed, I, I read, you know, hundreds, maybe, yeah, hundreds, maybe thousands of hours. I, I watched content. I, I built my, my, my nutrition and uh, training knowledge. And uh, I started to get better and better at teaching people about, about fitness, about getting them results, getting results in, in myself. And um, eventually I hit the, the goal I had, the income goal I, I, I had. And uh, that was the point where I realized, okay, now what? Do I increase my goal and set a, a, an even bigger uh, financial goal in order to um, grow my, 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 fitness business, my, my fitness business even more? Or mm-hmm. do I do something else? And uh, because it was doing so well and I was so... Uh, I liked making videos so much, I, I, I initially set a bigger financial goal. But then I realized that the bigger the, the financial goal got, the more connected I had to, to get myself with the fitness path. And I had to, to, be, to really become an expert, to really know the business and really, get, really delve into that. And uh, that's, that's when I, I subconsciously started to, to have doubts. It, it was like I didn't actually want to do that. So finally, mm-hmm. after about a year of thoughts and uh, considering something else, I, I made the decision that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably going to expand my, my area of content and try to do something else. And uh, this, is, this is what I've been doing for the last six months. I'm, I'm now writing a big video on energy. And it's like, it's, it's not even related. It's completely different. And I, I, I want to, to address other, other subjects uh, in the future as well. Actually, when I, when I launched Unstoppable Discipline, it was also different from, from fitness. And again, the, my yeah. audience reacted uh, skeptically, like, what? Why, why are you talking about psychology and discipline and stuff like that? You just lift weights and that's it. But actually, behind the scenes, I, I studied that a lot and actually, actually was interested in discipline and uh, personal development way, way longer before I, I, I started studying fitness, but I, I, I didn't share that. Um, now, you're asking about when you make the transition, how you are going to, to, to support yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that if you, if you work diligently in the few years where you build your, your first source of income, and if it's a business, then it, it probably can, can support you for another two years or something with very little work on, on your part. Mm-hmm. Because you build the, the system in advance, yeah. and then uh, 
it makes it makes sales it, it provides money with much little work than you did in the beginning when you built the system and this is what yeah. happens for me for example i still i still get views on youtube i still uh, get get emails from from new people and on the on the fitness programs and unstoppable discipline even though i haven't posted a, a video on youtube in about four months now or five 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 or six months i i don't even remember mm-hmm. and uh this allows me to to make the transition until I, I build a new source of income, maybe in a in a in a different field. So uh, to now to to put that all in a in a short answer, I think that it's okay to start doing something that you know is not going to be your life calling or what you're gonna do until you die. I think that's fine, but you need to to be honest with yourself. You need to to know. Okay, I'm not going to do this forever, but I will do. I will give it everything I can now because it is the only the only thing that I see. Mm-hmm. And I think you do it only until something else inspires you, or what you're doing no longer inspires you. That is the moment where you make the switch. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that lately. For example, in the last year, I've read way less fitness content and fitness studies and research reviews and i read way more on something else i read way more on psychology i read uh, a, a lot on on energy uh, about meat production that is again it, it indicated that okay i'm no longer that attracted to fitness i'm i'm starting to get attracted by by something else mm, maybe i should i should go in this, in this direction but mm. this is something that i didn't allow myself to do 2 years ago i was like a I had tunnel oh, vision. Yeah. This is the only thing that I do. The only thing. Only I, I only learned about fitness, about cameras, and about YouTube and vlogging. That's it. The, the, those were the, the only the only things that I that I focused on. And I knew that was not even gonna gonna be what 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 I will do for the rest of my life. Mm. So I think this is this is what I, I would recommend to you as well. Focus on what you're doing right now until you're no longer inspired by it or until you see a different opportunity. Um, what about the skills I develop right now doing something right now? And then if I want to switch to something else and those skills are not transferable directly, and how do you think it would still be worth it to make a transition or should I ease into it a little more slowly? I think this depends a lot on how you measure progress in life because who says that the right path in life is where you build you build really great expertise in one field in order to maximize your profits in that field it's only a life philosophy you don't even have to to follow it yourself if that is the life philosophy if you're if you're interested in maximizing profits for the rest of your life then i think that yes it it would be it would be unproductive to have to, to develop skills that are not transferable to something else that you want to do because you're just wasting time of your life when you could achieve financial results by improving your skills even further and growing a business even further mm-hmm. but you're you're not you're not forced to do that you can choose to measure your your life progress in any way you want for example Yes, many of the the fitness skills that I built maybe will get degraded 
in the future. But I'm, I'm fine with that because I no longer want to, to measure my, my life progress just in money and in uh, you know, weights lifted or whatever. So I think it, yeah. it depends on, on, how you, on how you measure success. Okay, that, yeah, that helps a lot. That's a very nice thought. So I like the idea of having, uh, being able to choose how I measure my own progress. If you, if you think about it, uh, well, the, the way, I, the way I, I think of this is that we just wake up on this earth without a clear, a clear goal. We have no idea why, why we're here. So we just look around to see what other people are up to. And we see, oh, look, these people are chasing big houses and money, are chasing building big corporations. Well, that must be important. Then we see religion. And we see people worshiping different gods and building big temples. And we say, oh, okay, that, that must be important too. Then we see the Olympics. And uh, people train their entire lives to, to earn a gold medal. And, and we say, wow, well, the Olympics are important. Just once every four years, wow, I, I need to watch those. And then there are football games and uh, proms and uh, weddings and uh, whatever. I think we people with, with everything that we do, we just try to give our lives more meaning because it doesn't have meaning by default. We need to, to give it. <laughs> Society determines collective goals for everybody else. For example, I think the, the biggest game humanity invented to give our life meaning is the economy. This is the biggest mm. game. Yeah. This is the game that everybody, everybody plays. And uh, this is where the biggest winners are. For example, if you're the richest person in the world, you can consider yourself to be a winner in one of the biggest games possible in this world. And you're, you're one of the best. That's, that's great. Yeah. You're, you're, you're really awesome. But other, other games are, you know, football. If you're one of the best players, you're, you are a winner in a very big game. You're, you're somebody. Uh, other games are, oh, there are so many. Mountain climbing. Why, why would anyone want to climb mountains? Why would anyone want to climb Everest? Because it is a challenge. It indicates that you're one of the best in the game of climbing mountains. I think this is, uh, at least this is my, this is my, this is my philosophy. And uh, I think many people are faked out by the idea that their purpose in life is to win at the game of money because that is the one that is most promoted. You, if you are rich, you are a winner and you can be happy with your life because you've made it. But who says that's it? It's only a collective paradigm that says, yes, being rich is important. Being rich is what gives your life meaning. But we can choose. We can say, no, that doesn't matter to me. I'm going to determine whether I'm successful or not by the number of mountains I'm going to climb or by the number of inventions I'm going to invent or by, by the number of, uh, by how quickly I can run 100 meters. And uh, yeah. who, who says that can be your life? You're going you're gonna to die anyway. And uh, we can we, I think we can choose our games However, however we want. For me, it was very liberating when I finally realized that just 
building money in order to uh, earning money in order to, to keep score is something that I actually can stop doing. I can I can determine my my own score and live life yeah. the way I want it. And uh, I think I think uh, if you if you're gonna think about it like that and you are going to be in charge of how you measure your your success, then the way you you make your your decision is going to be much 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 clearer. If you want to change what you what what you do, you just change what you do because that is what makes you more successful at the game that you chose to have in your life. Yeah, that yeah that definitely opened my eyes. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are my three questions. Pretty much. Awesome. So thank you so much for providing so much value. You're welcome, Kabir. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you.